The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the last episode of Marketing Signals Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been talking about understanding your consumer's mindset through marketing signals. With us again today is Ross Gates and Brian Colligan, who are the co-founders of Gravity, which is a series of audience monitoring solution that enables brands to find real-time buying intent signals like fundraising status, job changes, and various other real-time data points to arm marketers with a reason to start a conversation with their in-market prospects. So far this week, we've talked about what a marketing signal is, how some of the most powerful companies in the world are actually marketing signal companies, how to collect your marketing signal data, and the problem and the power of using marketing signals. We're going to wrap up the conversation this week by talking about how to build marketing signal feedback loops. All right, here's the last installment of Marketing Signal Week with Ross Gates and Brian Colligan from Gravity. Ross, Brian... Happy Friday. Welcome to the last episode of Marketing Signals Week. Thanks for having us back. Excited to wrap up the conversation. I've had a blast talking to you guys. Marketing signals are an interesting trend for us marketers. And I think just to quickly summarize, if anybody is just hopping into the conversation now, a marketing signal is a combination of an event that happens that is broadcast online that tells you whether somebody is in market. You guys specialize in B2B marketing signals, like understanding funding, who's had job changes, all the other events that are telling somebody whether they're likely to be in market for purchase for a B2B company. Yesterday, we talked about one of the problems with marketing signals is that you can look at a marketing signal, but it takes a long time for your analytics to mature so you understand if they work. And that brings in the notion that you need to build in feedback loops. You need to be able to evaluate if you're targeting the right people, if they're not only becoming your leads, but becoming your customers and whether those relationships last. Talk to me about your process for building signal feedback loops. Just to start, I'd say the most powerful feedback loops you can make are engineering is marketing where you build a site that provides value for free and you get people to come because they want to learn from you. A great example of this is Neil Patel has a website where if you want to search engine optimize your website, you go to his website, you plug in your URL, and it tells you everything that's right and everything that's wrong with your search engine optimization. 
Now, Neil Patel knows that if you have money and you have a lot of things wrong with your website, and you are now aware that you have things wrong with your website, it's the perfect time for him to reach out. He also knows that if there's a lot of things right with your website, then you'll tell other people about his site so that they can also learn from it. So that's a great feedback loop where by providing value and educating someone, you know the perfect time to reach out to them and when they're aware that they have a problem. It's interesting that you mentioned that the way to build a feedback loop is to give something away for free. And to me, you know, I'll push back a little by saying if you're giving something away for free, often that means that someone isn't necessarily willing to commit to purchasing something. Isn't the best indication of buying intent somebody's ability to, or willingness to put down the credit card to make a small investment and make the commitment to become a customer on a smaller scale before they're ready to you know, buy the whole enchilada? You could always upsell someone, but there are multiple pieces to the buying cycle. There's activation, awareness. So making that engineering is marketing. Activation, they already are looking for a solution. Awareness, you're making aware that they have a problem. You could add to the engineering's feedback loop something that says $5 a month, you'll be able to get access to these training courses that might tell you how to fix these. Sure, you can always add that in. But first, you have to find them and get them into that funnel before you can take the next step. So 10 years ago, there was a famous investor, Dave McClory. He put this presentation out, said startups need to act like pirates. R, R. (laughs) So it was acquisition, activation, retention, then revenue, then referral. So acquisition, how do you acquire users? How do you acquire leads? Activation, what's your onboarding process like? Retention, how do you keep them engaged throughout the process before they turn into revenue, step four. And then once they're happy and you've delivered them that aha moment in the product or service, then you ask for a referral. So each step of that process is how you build growth. And that's why growth hacking and B2B growth hackers kind of blew up. And so when you're thinking about building this in your product or service, you have to have enough users in the acquisition mode to start to optimize the rest. So when you're thinking about it, basically each step of the process is another optimization technique that you can have. So the fastest growing position that I've seen in SaaS companies right now using the data that we have is the customer success position. It's not about acquiring new users. It's about how do I expand the accounts? And that's really the onboarding, the customer success is making sure that people are happy using the product, making sure they're activated, that they're going to retain the product and eventually give a referral. So many companies that we work with are essentially empowering data on how to expand accounts for customer success right now. It's funny, we're talking about the marketing signals. And to me, the metaphor needs to be today, it's a Dutch pirate. It's got to be dar, right? <laughs> you need your, your data first. You have to understand who you're targeting, then go through acquisition, get that person through the rest of the R, see if they give a referral. But really after revenue and retention is where you could start to evaluate whether those data signals work. And to me, that's the beauty of what we're talking about with marketing signals is customer acquisition is changing. Right. It used to be, let me cast a wide net. Let me give something away for free. And it's one of the reasons why I was pushing back on the like, hey, here's the best way to do this. Give something away for free and then see if somebody is interested. It's like, no, you can understand who is going to be in market and ready 
before you go through the let me give you something away for free and see if you're interested in buying, if you are reaching to the right person and you know what their data signals are, you have a, you know, it's an educated guess, but you have a much higher indication that that person's going to be retained, right? Drive revenue, make a referral. That D in the front of the R is really important. It's something that's developed over the last 10 years. Completely agree and disagree. So you have to figure out two different audiences. One that one product or service is like you're unlocking demand. So if you have the data and then you can run through the process, you're talking about somebody that already is problem aware, that already wants the product or service or looking for a solution now. There's a whole entire like mechanism in demand generation where you're growing your audience, right? You're growing your community, you're educating them, you're generating demand. And that's what the whole philosophy of that's all about. And that starts to become where you need to be like have thought leadership and start to have a community come together and really put content out that's educating and giving these strategies and tips and tricks away for free over time to get them aware of the problem or aware to buy your product or service. So talk to me about the R methodology. You're building your feedback loops. You're understanding everything from acquisition all the way to revenue retention and hopefully referral. How do you tie that back to the data source and understanding if the marketing signal was actually an effective one? It's attribution. You need to be able to track someone all the way through your process, know exactly where they started. And then as soon as something goes right or something goes wrong, be able to point back to the original source. There are marketing ops people here that just did backflips listening to this week of content saying, look, before you can get through any of your marketing efforts, you need to have the tracking foundation done. It's not just about understanding your acquisition goals. It is being able to track acquisition to revenue to retention. It's moving beyond just you know your GA conversions. Just the revenue aspect of that was a great tool that uh, ProfitWell has made that You can see a dashboard for free of your revenue coming in. So you can know who in Stripe is actually paying you. Hopefully, you can connect that to an account from someone who signed up for your product. And then you can backtrace it to see who that original person was and where they entered your funnel. It's also a great signal feedback loop for ProfitWell. We talked earlier about giving something out for free. ProfitWell gives the tool for free to 14,000 people. Just because they're using the product and have their Stripe hooked up, ProfitWell knows all of the purchases that are being made at all of these companies, and they can weed out which companies are outliers that may not be doing their pricing strategies correctly. So ProfitWell is making you aware that your revenue dashboard may be out of line, and then they know the perfect time to reach out and say, you should come to us. We're pricing consulting experts. You should meet with us because you've been using our product long enough and we know that you're aware that you have a problem. I think each one of the steps of the R methodology has like a hundred million or a billion dollar company that represent a way to optimize each one of those channels. Like I was saying before, we talked about like G2 Crowd and Captera on the referral side, those are reviews and referral. You have like referral platforms like Referral Rock in there. You talked about profit well for revenue and revenue optimization retention optimization, you have like engagement platforms, conversational like intercom and drift, shorten the cycle so you don't have to conversate through email. You can just conversate and retain that user right on the platform. You have like Zendesk to basically have the customer tickets come in and retain the user. Activation is a little bit trickier. Generally that's handled by sales, but that's the fastest growing segment in SaaS right now. Like I said, is customer success. 
an acquisition, it's there's so many different types of marketing acquisition. Facebook. Yeah, Google. Facebook, Google. Yeah. And each one of those $100 million companies is aggregating and using your information to both help you and help them have a data advantage and become even bigger. So if you want to be a big company, you help other people, you aggregate the data, you win. All right, guys, we've run 26 miles this week. We got 0.2 left to finish the marathon. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about you. You guys are experts in finding data signals and making sure, finding data signals for B2B companies. When you are working with your clients, how do you advise them on not only finding the data signal, implementing it, but also evaluating it successfully? So how do you find the right data signals? A lot of companies come thinking that they know what signal they already want. And that's the challenge with data companies is if you say you're a data company and you can provide whatever they want, people will send you in all sorts of different directions. So you have to let them know that although they want one very specific target, what you're capable of is providing them an analogy to that or something that you can provide at mass scale that will help them more that's available right now. Yeah, so what we do is we have a couple templates, seven different recipes that we talk our clients through and see if they're a good fit for them. Technographics, funding, new hires, that when they're monitoring their total addressable market, any one of these changes that happen to be in their market, we can give them that fresh signal. A lot of this is as much an art as it is a science. It is being aware of the data signals. Hey, job change signals are something that we're all kind of aware of. But how to use job change signals as the example of, hey, the first marketing hire means this. This company is now starting to scale revenue, right? That is the signal that you're looking for. And that's really where the art and a lot of your experience comes into. When you talk about implementing your marketing signals, what's the main strategy there? What we do is we develop basically lists of fresh data. So the signal are lists. And when we go and we advise a company at the beginning, we understand what they already know, what's already working for them. And if it's something that we can reproduce using our technology, then we just kind of make it programmatic for them and automated for them on a monthly basis. So what we talked about a couple of days ago was you can do this manually with a couple thousand, a thousand to up, maybe up to 10,000 10, contacts. But once you get to like 10,000 contacts and above, you need to start doing programmatically. And that's what we're best at in the world, right? It's tracking job changes, tracking technologies, and helping them scale. Because once you hit five, 10 different salespeople, you're going to need to continually arm them with fresh signals every single month. So I understand what you're saying in terms of to have actionable data, it needs to be fresh and you've got the programmatic approach to make sure that works. But how do you make sure that the brands know how to actually implement and run the marketing campaigns? So every marketing campaign that one of our clients does is a little bit different and it's done in-house at those companies. It's our job to get them the most up-to-date data, to work with their team, to make sure that if 20 people are touching their data, everyone's happy with its quality and they can get the data out of a CRM or database to do their job. But at the end of the day, that company is implementing the marketing campaign. Some of the best that I've seen have been taking a signal and then every single month reaching out with the same conversation such that you free up time from a marketing team who typically would do campaign after campaign that are different and then have to train themselves 
how each campaign works. Now they set up a campaign that they know how it works and they can optimize it over time because month one, they're reaching out to new hires saying, congratulations on the new job. And then they can add to that campaign because they know there's always going to be new hires. So they can always feed them into that evergreen campaign. Yeah, exactly. It's a repeatable process. So we have something that's not going to be a silver bullet. That's not going to solve all your problems, but it's going to be a bullet in your chamber that you can continually run over and over again every single month. And I guess that leads to the last question, which is how do you evaluate the marketing signals? And really, you know, this is a collaboration. I I won't ask you that question, but having run in-house marketing campaigns, you know, we run our outreach campaigns for our sponsorship program for the MarTech podcast. You have to be able to evaluate your data signals. And sometimes you're having to pivot and having a data provider that, like I said, it's not only a science, it is an art as well that can help you understand if you're not seeing the types of conversions that you want. Think about pivoting the type of data that you're collecting. Garbage in, garbage out, gold in, gold out. If you're realizing that the leads that you're getting are garbage, there are ways to pivot to look at different marketing signals to make sure that you're getting the type of results that you want. Brian, Ross, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys this week. I've had a blast. Love talking to you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. All right. And that wraps up Marketing Signals Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Ross Gates and Brian Colligan, the co-founders of Gravity, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Ross and Brian, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes, or you can visit their company's website, which is launchgravity.com, L-A-U-N-C-H-G-R-A-V-I-T-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.